you always want to be conservative in your annual income growth assumption. So if it's 5%, if it's 10%, if it's 4%, if it's 3%, whatever it is, you want to assume it's going to grow at less than the previous historical rate. Best ever listeners, before today's episode, I want to invite you to join us in Keystone, Colorado, February 20th through 22nd. It is the 2020 Best Ever Conference. And not only do I want to invite you to join us, I want to invite you to earn 15% for every ticket that you're responsible for selling should you join as an affiliate for the conference. Great way to earn money. And also, if you're planning on attending, great way to pay for your ticket, essentially. You get enough sales. So you can go to BEC20.com. And in the top left corner, it says earn 15% as an affiliate. You can click that, join the affiliate program, and you got all the resources that you need to share the good word about the Best Ever Conference in Keystone, Colorado. And we will be talking more about this on future episodes. But for now, go check out BEC20.com and that affiliate page. You can earn 15% as an affiliate, and we will see you in Keystone, Colorado. There needed to be a resource on apartment syndication that not only talked about each aspect of the syndication process, but how to actually do each of the things and go into it in detail. And we thought, hey, why not make it free too? That's why we launched Syndication School, and Theo Hicks will go through a particular aspect of apartment syndication on today's episode and get into the details of how to do that particular thing. Enjoy this episode, and for more on apartment syndication and how to do things, go to apartmentsyndication.com or to learn more about the Apartment Syndication School go to syndicationschool.com so you can listen to all the previous episodes. Hi, best of your listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Syndication School series, a free resource focused on the how-tos of apartment syndication. As always, I'm your host, Theo Hicks. Each week, we do two Syndication School episodes that focus on a specific aspect of the apartment syndication investment strategy. And for the majority of these episodes and series, we offer free documents. These are free PDF, how-to guides, PowerPoint presentation templates, Excel template calculators, things like that, that will accompany the episodes and help you on your syndication journey. All of the past syndication school series and past free documents are available for you at syndicationschool.com. And in this episode, I'm going to try something new. And we are going to talk about the state of the apartment multifamily market in terms of rent. So we're going to talk about the cities with the largest rent growth in 2019. So obviously the rents are going to be important for multifamily investors and apartment syndicators, as well as for your passive investors, because the rents are the income side of the equation and all things being equal, the higher the rent, the more cash flow you can distribute to your investors as well as the higher the value of your property. So it's an indication of the demand of apartments in a market if the rents are continuing to increase. An increase in these rents, in a sense, can be directly correlated to an increase in demand for rental property. So when you're selecting a market to invest in or analyzing the current market that you're in, you're gonna wanna see 
an increase in rent. In particular, what's going to be more important is that not only is it increasing, but it is increasing at a rate that is greater than the national average and greater than inflation, really. So just because it's going up by 0.1% each year doesn't necessarily mean it's a good market. Now, even if it's going up by 0.7% each year, it does not automatically mean it's a good market, but it means that that market should warrant further investigation. So this is going to be data for January 2019 to January 2020. So very timely information. And then my plan is to do further conversations like this on other important supply and demand and multifamily metrics and then continue to do them on an ongoing basis as the data is updated. So do this again in six months or in 12 months with the new data. So for that time frame of again, January 2019 to January 2020, the national average change in rent was 1.6%. Now comparing this to the same time period in 2008, it also increased by 1.6%, so pretty flat. However, in 2017, it increased by 2.6%. So on the surface, this seems to indicate that the rent growth is continuing, based off of last year's numbers, to be sluggish on a national scale compared to previous years. Because I think in 2016, it was also around 1.6%. Then the years previously, it was greater than that. So it looks like in... 2016, it was also 1.6%, but in 2015, it was greater than 3%. So on the surface, it seems like, okay, well, it looks like rents are slowing down. However, since this is an average, there's going to be markets that are performing way worse than the national average, but there's also going to be markets that are performing a lot better than the national average. So you, as an apartment syndicator, need to not take this as something that says, okay, well, I probably should invest but instead take it as a positive and say, okay, well, where can I go that is experiencing rent growth that are greater than this national average? So overall, and this is just again for 2019, out of the 720 US cities that the data was collected for, and this is coming from apartment list rentonomics, of those 712 cities, 217 experienced rent growth of 2% or more. So again, greater than that 1.6%. 96 had a rent growth of 3% or more, 36 had a rent growth of 4% or more, and 12 had a rent growth of 5% or more. Now these, again, these are cities of all sizes. And I think they put a limit on them. I don't think we're talking about cities with four people on them because, you know, <laughs> not a big enough sample size. But the city that actually had the greatest rent growth is the city of Madison, Alabama, which I've personally never heard of before, but it's got a population of 50,000 people and it increased by 6.9%, so significantly five times greater than the national average. Now, you're probably not going to go invest in Madison, Alabama, because it might not meet the other important metrics for a target market, which you can learn about those by going to joefairless.com, or you could probably just Google Joe Fairless target market, and there's some blog posts, as well as past syndication school episodes that we've talked about how to analyze a market and all the important metrics. But I wanted today to focus on some of the large US cities that experienced the most rent growth from, again, 2019 January to 2020 January. So we're gonna talk about medium one bedroom rents, median two bedroom rents, and then that year over year change. 
So nationally, the medium one bedroom rents were $962 and the medium two bedroom rents were $1,193. Again, that year on year change was plus 1.6%. So coming in at number 10 is going to be Arlington, Texas with a medium one bedroom rent of $1,016, a medium two bedroom rent of $1,262. So both greater than the national averages, plus a year on year change of 2.6%. So 1% greater than the national average. And what's interesting here is that being large cities, the rents are gonna be higher than the national averages. Not only are you benefiting from the rent growth, but you're also benefiting from the higher rents. Coming at number 10 is another town in Texas, more specifically Dallas-Fort Worth area, and that is Plano, Texas. Medium one-bedroom rents are $1,186, two-bedroom, $1,474, year-over-year change is 2.8%. And Joe and his business invest in both of these markets, so looks like they are on the right track and those markets are continuing to do well and be strong investment markets. Next, we are moving in to number eight, and we're going across the country, at least from where I'm from, to California. So Stockton, California is coming at number eight. Median one bedroom rent is $994, two bedroom, 1304. So a pretty big gap between those two compared to the gap between the national averages for one and two beds. So that's something also that's interesting that it seems like two beds make more sense in this market than the one bedrooms do. Unless these one bedrooms are obviously really small and you had to know what the square footage was to be exact, but I'm assuming that they're probably proportionate. And the year over year change is 2.8%. Moving at number seven, we're getting to the cities that have a year year rent growth greater than 3% to Las Vegas, Nevada, which has been a very strong market from rent growth for quite some time. I think the last time I did an analysis of this was 2017 in Las Vegas, was in the top five for sure. One bedroom rent, $963. Two bedroom, $1193, which is very close to the national average. So 11.93 is the national average. And then 9.63 is $1 greater than the national average. So basically right on point with the national average in terms of rents. However, the year over year change is two times greater than the national average at 3.2%. Number six, we're going back to Texas, to Austin, Texas, where the one bedroom is 11.91, two bedroom 14.70, year over year at 3.3. Five, we're moving a little bit to the Northeast, t Nashville, Tennessee. One bedroom, 947, a little bit less than the national average. Two bedroom, 1163, also slightly below the national average. However, the year-over-year -year rent growth was 3.3%. Coming in at number four is Colorado Springs, Colorado, which is also another strong market. It has been a strong market over the past few years. Medium rent for one bedroom is 986, two bedroom 1272, year over year change is also 3.3. Now the last three are going to be all in the West. Two are in the same state, but they're basically right next to each other. We've got three, Phoenix, Arizona. One bedroom rent, 883, two bedroom, 1101. So both below the average, however, year over year change is 3.7%. The top two, are the only major cities that break the 4%, and number one actually breaks 5%. Number two is going to be Henderson, Nevada. One bedroom rent, 1127, two bedroom, 1397, both greater than the national average. And of course, the year over year rent growth is also greater than the national average at 4.2%. And then coming in at number one is Mesa, Arizona. 
One bedroom rent, 915. Two bedroom, 1140. Again, both below the national average. However, the year of year increase is 5.1%. So going back to those top 10 cities, we've got three cities in Texas. We've got two in Nevada, two in Phoenix, and then kind of randomly one in Colorado, one in Tennessee, and one in California. But we've got lots of Western coast cities and then obviously texas is the most dominant in the top three and two of those are actually in dallas fort worth so two locations really close to each other and in fact mesa and phoenix are actually very close to each other as well and henderson and las vegas are also very close so kind of just two big cities by each other but texas seems to be very dominant on this list and then obviously arizona is twice in the top three so if you want to get more information on the rent growth you want to go to apartmentlist.com, check out their national rent data, rentonomic section. They update this data every month so you can get the year on year rent growth from whatever the current month is to the previous month. They've got data up to the month after. So they have the January data by the end of January being a February. So the next update will probably be late February, early March. And they'll also include data on some of the previous years as well, comparing some of the big cities with a lot of rent growth to the five-year average to the previous 12-month period. It's nice that they have a little data table that you can look at that has every city that they analyze and get the medium one-bedroom and two-bedroom rents. You get the month-over-month -month rent change as well as the year-over-year -year rent change. And then they also have rental reports on some of the biggest cities. So Denver, Atlanta, Charlotte, Chicago, Colorado Springs, San Francisco things like that. So I hope you enjoyed this breakdown. I plan on doing more in the future. And if you have a recommendation on a certain metric you want me to analyze, let me know at Theo at JoeFairless.com. I'm opening up the email inbox. So feel free to reach out if there's a specific metric, vacancy, occupancy, cap rates, anything specific you want me to go over. And if not, I'll choose. And hopefully it is going to be helpful for you and your syndication business. And it should be. Now, one last note before we sign off is that let's say you decide to say, well, Mesa, Arizona sounds amazing. 5% rent growth. If you analyze, you say it's been 3% plus over the past five years. So you decide, I'm going to move my investment business there. I want to start my investment business there. And then you get started getting deals, you start underwriting, and you get to the point where you make your rent growth assumptions, your annual income growth assumptions. And you say, oh, well, the past five years has been increasing by 5%, so let's go ahead and assume it's gonna continue to increase by 5%, and then I can sneakily buy a deal for more than what other people can because I've got stronger projections. You don't wanna do that because you cannot predict that it's going to continue to grow by 5% each year, which is why you always want to be conservative in your annual income growth assumption. So if it's 5%, if it's 10%, if it's 4%, if it's 3%, whatever it is, you want to assume it's going to grow at less than the previous historical rate. So for our deals, we do 2 to 3% depending on the market. So if we're looking at a Mesa, we'd probably be closer to 3%. If we're looking at a place like Stockton, California, we're looking at closer to 2%. So you do not want to assume that it's going to continue to grow at that same rate when you're underwriting. Now, in your mind, you can say, well, I think it's going to continue to grow by 5%. So if it does grow by 5% and you're only assuming 2%, well, you are just getting extra meat on the bone for yourself. 
So that's kind of my parting note for talking about these rents is that you don't want to assume that the income is going to grow at the year over year change, the month over month change, the five year change, the 10 year change. We want to be conservative in that assumption. So that concludes this best ever market report. So to listen to the other syndication school series in the meantime, until we come back next week and to learn about the how to's of apartment syndications, you can go to syndicationschool.com. Also, again, those are where our free documents are located. Thank you for listening. Have a good day, and I will talk to you soon. Best ever listeners, go to BEC20.com. Look in the top left-hand corner. You can earn 15% as an affiliate. You can join the affiliate program and participate in the conference that way and basically earn a free ticket to the conference, BEC20.com. Have you heard about the latest podcast for entrepreneurs called Tough Decisions? Listen to Dan and Danae Hanford as they interview successful people from around the world about tough decisions as entrepreneurs. Visit toughdecisions.net and be sure to subscribe to their free weekly entrepreneurial email. That's toughdecisions.net.